Welcome back to the 76 to Infinity podcast. I'm your host, Shay Barron, alongside my brother and co-host, Nate Barron. And today is Tuesday, March 8th, a day that will live in infamy for Seahawks and their fans. The end of an era. The Russell Wilson era comes to an end in Seattle, as well as Bobby Wagner. Um, two players who have been the cornerstones of the Seahawks um, run with Pete Carroll, including a Super Bowl um, victory, two Super Bowl appearances, um, a lot of playoff wins. I think about four, nine, nine playoff wins, nine divi- Pro Bowls. division titles, everything. The best era of Seahawks football ever has uh, really come to an end. Today's a day, you know. I don't think any of us will ever forget where we were when we found out the news or um, anything. Just one of those days. But as uh, much as I sat, I am, you know, definitely thankful for all the good times we had. And uh, getting that Super Bowl was one of the most fun times of my life. And it's really just been a great, a great run. Um, a third round pick, the number 75 pick in the drafts. Who would have thought that we would have? eventually draft a Hall of Fame quarterback in Russell Wilson. But uh, all the rumors, you know, which kind of seemed to honestly be dying down. It really had seemed dying down the past week or so. A lot of Seahawks fans saying, no, that's not true. Don't even pay it mine this year. We focused so hard on it last year. Don't worry about it. But little we know, Pete Carroll just lying through his teeth at the combine. and was going for sure trying to, you know, work things out. There was a thing I read that there was another offer that was even better from an NFC team, but he didn't want to do it. So he the lands Washington, Washington and uh, they didn't say who it was, but uh, they Russell Wilson lands in Denver, uh, joins the AFC West, a division that is stacked with Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Derek Carr, and now Russell Wilson. That is a crazy division. Who? Uh, the Seahawks will play that division this upcoming year. Russell Wilson will come to Lumen Field, which is insane. I'm sure that game will be on primetime. But uh, anyways, Nate, how are you feeling about this whole trade? Uh, first of all, emotion. Russell Wilson's mm-hmm. the GOAT of Seattle sports forever. I, I mean, he's the best, most influential athlete in Seattle sports history, in my book. Um, I can't be grateful enough to have Watched him play, um, coming from, yeah, just so unexpected, thinking you're we're going to trot Matt Flynn out there, and here comes this young stud. Um, so just endless memories, epic games. Um, definitely sad um, when I initially heard it for at least a few hours. Still am, but it's... Um, it's been kind of he's been playing this subtle game where it's like he's giving mixed messages about how he if he wants to stay with the team and it, it's just not a hundred percent full commitment. I'm on board with Seattle. This is my team and where I want to be. Like no doubt about it. And so no matter who you are, like that's always like an uncomfortable feeling. And it's been really tense for a lot of years. And so I've at least three years, it feels like. And I just feel a slight sense of relief, like that, like there's like, uh, like gas is being released from the pressure, like it's just off, yeah, um, from that era. Um, and it's just having to kind of cater your organization to his needs and like, are you doing a good enough job? It's like, 
Yeah. Um, it's just like catering to, you know, your girlfriend or something like in a bad relationship. It's just, you're constantly kind of like trying to serve them and figure out what they want. Um, and you're, you know, you're changing philosophy, trying to get certain personnel for him that he wants. And so not only did it change like the team dynamic, I guess, um, as far as in philosophy, but it also changed like the locker room a little bit. Like people felt like he was favored and it kind of caused some rifts between guys on our team that, that led us led some great players to leave. So I have a lot of mixed emotions about it. Um, but ultimately I am no matter what going to be an optimist in the situation. Like we, we got a good return. We got, you know, two first rounders, two second rounders, uh, a fifth rounder, and we gave up a fourth. And then we also got Drew Locke, who I'm not excited about, but I do like Noah Fant. I do like uh, uh, Shelby Harris. So yeah, when it first got announced and they said three players, the lock thing came out pretty fast. So, which I kind of expected. Um, we have no quarterback. We have no quarterbacks on our roster and, I'm sure Locke really doesn't want to sit behind Wilson, so I get it. They just threw, kind of threw him in. I was praying that one of the players was Patrick Sertain. I really, when I saw two first rounders, I honestly wanted three. I really wanted three, but two and two seconds, it's okay, but it's not, it's not a great haul. It's not great. So that's why I was really hoping we could get Sertain. If we would have done this last year, this trade, I think we get three first rounders for sure. I'm curious because um, it's like the Washington trade. People are saying it was three first rounders. Yeah, I just think if we do it, I think they kind of knew once Rogers signed the $50 million, we weren't going to pay Russell Wilson that. And I don't know, they must, I'm sure maybe, I doubt the NFC deal was that much better. They would have done it. But honestly, I'm not super stoked on the haul. Um, Shelby Harris, like a 30-year-old 30, 30 defensive tackle, turns 31 this season. It's like, I don't know, considering I think we're kind of going into a rebuild, just like an kind of an aging defensive tackle. I guess he could help some of the younger guys. And he's solid. He's solid. He could play well. And Fant, I mean, he has, I guess, yeah, he has potential. He's, you know, like a 600 I mean, he's yard. already a productive starting yeah. tight end. It's not like he's... 600 yard, four touchdown kind of guy right now. Um, he could, yeah, he could get better. We'll see. But uh, he's going into, what, this is his fourth year? This is his fourth year? I wonder if they picked up his fifth year option. Because this is either would either be his last year or he have one more year on his contract after this if they picked up his fifth year option, yeah. So that's where it leaves us with that. Um, yeah, initially I honestly was kind of bummed off of the haul, but now it's just about what we're gonna do with it. Really, I think the whole nucleus that set this off was the it really was the Jamal Adams trade. Everything about that, like, just I feel like started kicking the tires on this. Um, you don't think it started all the way back when Bevel got fired? Like, that's when I feel like it all kind of began. I think it became Wilson's team once the LOB left. I really feel like it, starting in 2018. So when me, Sherman left? He had Sherman 18. So 2018 starting, because I remember everyone thought we were going to go into a rebuild in 2018. I remember Benjamin Albright tweeted like, Oh, the Seahawks could end up having the first pick next year, all these things. But we ended up making the playoffs. We lost to Dallas that year. We had a surprising year that year um, with Shoddy. Uh, it was that surprising year. It kind of was Wilson's team. We became a very, like, much more passing team. Um, well, actually, I mean, we still ran the ball a lot, but 
you know, we weren't a defensive team. Our defense wasn't very good in, tw- in 2018. But yeah. We still made the playoffs. The um, yeah, we were like a decently high-scoring team. So, I don't know. It became um, his team. Then he, I think following that season is when he signed the new deal. Maybe that was after, I'm trying to think, when he signed his new deal. But nonetheless, to me, with the Jamal thing, it was a very big trade of going all in. And it just didn't work out. You know, we we had a great first half of 2020. And then after that, nothing really has worked out since. And we didn't have a first-round draft pick last year. We didn't have one upcoming. Um, our well, our salary cap was were pretty tight because we had to pay Jamal a ton of money. Uh, to me, it just really set things. It just... It was a very big boomer bust trade, and it busted. We gave up the same amount of first rounders for Jamal Adams as we did for Russell Wilson. I mean, that's just like it's really hard for me to wrap my head around that, to be honest. Like, if you, I don't know, it's just really hard for me to wrap my head around. But I don't. I think Pete Carroll thinks he's going to be able to like turn this thing around really quick. When I don't really think that's going to happen, but I think he thinks in his head that he's going to be able to make. We could make some big moves in free agency, but I just don't see that happening. Well, in my opinion, I think Seattle. The difference between the Jamal trade and um, the Wilson trade is like the leverage. Like the Jets, they had they stunk. They had a ton of money, and it's like if you really want this player that bad, you got to pay for it. Like Russell Wilson has two years left on his deal. It's kind of rumor. It's everyone. It's kind of known that he he's pushing his way out or wants more money. And if Seattle is risking not getting anything, if he just you know we hold on to him and can't find a way to resign him, and so um, and yeah, and it's just I think that John and Pete kind of yeah they want things their way, and so I, I'm a little bit I'm optimistic because. Of you know they, that's how they did it the first time uh, back in 2010, and having a quarterback on a rookie deal is huge. But it's an opportunity to kind of create a complete roster. Uh, it's so hard when you're paying your middle linebacker 18 million a year, and you're paying your quarterback 35, which was going to be moved up to you know closer to 50. And that's like, you know, a third, a third of your cap. A safety, a ton of your and money. And then a safety as well. You know, it's just you can't ha- have that many expenses and then also not be able to add any help on the, in the trenches. Well, we actually, I think we did a good job of, you know, finding ways to get some offensive line help later. But um, the defensive line has been abysmal. Like the secondaries kind of has suffered. Um, it just wasn't really sustainable to me. We just weren't um, going to win a Super Bowl. And we weren't going to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, there's just too many good teams. We can make the playoffs, but I just don't think we we're ever going to win a Super Bowl. It would have been, it would have been, have to been a crazy run. Like someone probably would have had got hurt important in the league, like one of the top quarterbacks in the NFC. And it's just, even if you do get to a Super Bowl, these AFC teams right now are so tough. Like maybe if we played Cincinnati this year, like who knows, but. It just wasn't happening. It's just not going to happen with the against like the Josh Allen and the Bills or Kansas City. Like they're just too talented, too uh, deep, and yeah, we just don't have the pieces. So I think there's like three ways we go. We stick with Drew Lock, which is we'll call it option the A, option. which is brutal, probably the worst option, and we'll just probably fail miserably. We draft a quarterback. Maybe they fell in one of the combine, and that's where they said, "Hey, let's make this trade because we're gonna we're most likely at nine. We're gonna have our pick at quarterback, and there's one guy they were like, 
if it is, I hope it's Willis. We'll see. I really just probably hope that it, they don't draft any quarterback. Just let it be. Same. Option three, they have a free agent or free agent or someone they want to trade for. A dream would be Watson. Um, some people, I mean, I don't think this would ever happen, but some people said they trade for Garoppolo. I don't think that would ever happen. I would be bummed as hell. Be really sad. Um, but Watson trade would be to me that's like the option, the dark horse one that I'd be super stoked off of. I was reading something on Twitter that they said that his on Friday there's like a big, um, a big like announcement with this case, like a the jury decides if it's going to go or they decide if it's going to go to a, like a jury uh, trial. Um, I was reading this thing. Yeah. I'm not sure how true it is. Yeah. It's tomorrow. Uh, if he's going to get charged with anything. Yeah. So let's, so I guess keep an eye on that. If we could somehow get Watson, I would be ecstatic. That's an upgrade. It is an upgrade for sure to me if we get Watson. So definitely keep an eye on that. If it's Drew Locke, like, then scratch my whole thing of Pete Carroll thinking he can turn this around quickly. Like I don't know unless he wants to, he thinks he could like do be this team that like pounds the rock and plays really, really good defense. And maybe they would sign a bunch of guys like a JC, a JC Jackson. They draft the sauce Gardner and they try to build this really good defense and they run the ball and have Drew Locke try to play efficient. I don't know if, if that's a team they want to try to be, I'm assuming they're going to try to be this ground team, try to bring back Penny and just run the ball. But really, I expect just a year of, if we haven't had this in a long time, but it is not making the playoffs. Just like you know going into the year, you're not going to be going making the playoffs. Uh, I'm hoping that we're yeah. like a lottery or like top 10 pick, yeah. top five pick. I mean, honestly, like I, I want to mm. – my dream scenario is that we have just bite the bullet, have the worst year we've had in 15 years, and – you're looking at a really talented quarterback class last year or next year. And you also have a lot more flexibility in how, how you want to play things. The one mm-hmm. thing I don't want to do mm-hmm. is rush in and try and just like put a bandaid on it and spend money recklessly sloppy contract. and just, yeah, exactly. Especially a quarterback, like anything long-term, like I don't mind spending a bunch of money on like one year deals and prove it deals and see what happens, yeah. yeah, and like scheme fits for the defense and stuff. Um, guys that, yeah, you know, maybe some injury history. Um, I take a flyer on Penny, see how he performs this year. Like, I don't mind that. Um, I just don't want to get locked into anything long term, anything drastic, especially quarterback. Because um, if you miss on that, you're just you blow the organization. I don't want to even spend the not the the nine, number nine pick on a quarterback, to be honest. Like, I would rather take a second-round quarterback. Yeah. Uh, you have two second-rounders back-to-back, 40 and 41. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that – a lot of these guys are mid to – honestly, late first round, early second round grades. Like, they're not from what everyone's – you know, everything I've read. And so, no matter well, what yeah. you're kind of reaching, it's just by – you know, they're just shooting up the boards because it's a commodity that is so valued, you know. And then with Bobby leaving, immediately Jordan Brooks fills that role. That's honestly kind of exciting, I think. Yeah. Um, and you get to see like a Jordan guy like Brooks Cody is- Barton maybe start as well alongside yeah. him, who it's like, you know, it's a high pick that has never really touched the field. So yeah. in any sort of Place consistent way. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Wagner's just such a leader, man. He's such uh just the leader of that defense for a really long time. Um, 
Leader, I feel like the Legion of Boom had their own little thing, and the rest of the defense, Bobby kind of led. Uh, ever since he really his rookie year, he's been just a dominant player. Uh, probably the Seahawks' best defensive player in the history of the Seahawks um, in our franchise's history. Uh, what is his name? The Turtle. I don't know. It's just such a sick player. So many cool plays. Uh, I remember that one pick six against the Niners. I was in Columbia watching it. I remember it was such a cool play. Um, it didn't mean much, but I was just really love that play. Uh, yeah, someone no. you really, you just can't replace. Like, I mean, Brooks will replace him on the field, but you can't replace him in the locker room and just all he's done for us in the city and the team. Just one of those, just probably he's going to be a hall of famer. Um, yeah, yeah, he'll six, be a Hall of Famer. So six or seven time All Pro. Like, yeah, just lead so, leading tackles like multiple mm-hmm. times. Just yeah, and he's just such a good guy. Like so quiet, cool. humble leader. Um, so cool. Like just such a guy you want on your team. Like I just feel like he was probably just seemed like the best teammate ever, and just uh, such a leader. Yeah, but he's uh, like the linebacker of the decade, honestly. But honestly, like, with the direction we're going, you had to make the move. We're saving this year. We're already going to be saving sixteen and a half million. I'm assuming that nobody wanted to trade for him. I'm sure we tried and just couldn't get anyone to bite because part of me I thinks was, that it was just that respecting. Like we're going to let you pick where you want to go, man. You've done so much. Like we're not going to try and nickel and dime get a six rounder and send you just to like Detroit. Yeah, you know, like yeah. that's like so cold. Like, mm-hmm. um, so I hope he doesn't end up in the NFC West. He's someone I really don't want to. If he was see in like him. Arizona or. Yeah, like Arizona's the, the one Rams. I would. Arizona wouldn't. I would mind the least if it's the Rams or the Niners. I do not. The Rams, see. it would. Break I think he's from heart. LA too, so I don't know. And it's the end it of sucks. his career. Yeah, like, yeah, that's. I would not want to see it, but you never know. And the Rams need linebacker help, but uh, if they, you know, there's one spot on their defense that they could always use. It is linebacker, so we'll see with Bobby. Just so thankful for him, him and Russ both, dude. It's uh, this will really be a day that will. March 8th will live in infamy for the Seahawks. It just such definitely big news. I remember the offseason with the whole LOB, you know, LOB all left. This is that's like this time. This is like that times, you know, two. Because um, oh man, Russ, like if you told me that Pete Carroll would outlast Russell Wilson, I would say you're crazy. But that's what happened. He somehow Pete, dude, just gets in with the owner and just Clings around, dude. He's very um, likable. So. I wonder if they really suck this year. They still give him another year after. Or do you think there's any chance they fire him if they suck this year? Because someone I was reading this, I thought it's an interesting theory that they said if they were to bring in a new coach, they wouldn't want it on it pinned on the coach. Like you traded Russ and you released Bobby, so like well, they let Pete do it. And then next year you bring in a, a coach on a clean slate. It's an interesting theory. It's but. just weird that John Schneider has no account. Like it's like no accountability. Everyone always just blames Pete. Like, yep, Pete traded him. It's like I, I mean, they really a team. are a team. Like hundred percent. Um, I what do you? Oh, but it's uh, it's I, hard I mean, not honestly. To... It's weird to go into a rebuild with a with like yeah with with the without a new coach. I guess like mm-hmm. after having your organization kind of slowly decline over the last five, six yeah. years. And it's just the Pete Carroll, John Schneider, Russell Wilson, they're so intertwined together that they, I just they think were. of it like kind of they It was yeah. it was management. Like yeah. it was upper management. Like they were making every decision like, together. Yeah. So I just feel I don't know. It would just be 
it's kind of weird that they're not all going out together with Russell Wilson leaving, but maybe this is just one last year of repeat. And like, yeah, he was the one to get rid of Wilson, Bobby releases Bobby, but I know he's going to come with that optimistic attitude. Like, Oh, we're going to attack agency. We're going to attack the draft and do all this. And he, you know what? He is a bit of, he's a culture builder and like he still, like mm-hmm. I do like him for competition and bringing, mm-hmm. bring guys. Uh, he's a good leader. Together, yeah, like, yeah, and like culture building, kind of yeah. creating a cool for young guys, making them hungry and buy in. Like, it's hard for veterans to stay bought in because he's kind of a raw, raw guy. Like college, and that's what you know, young guys like. You know, you have all the energy, and you're like, oh yeah, let's get pumped up, let all them, positive, all let's let go. them be themselves and stuff. Totally, players coach. It's um, but after years and years, it wears on you. Like, you're just like, dude, just shut up. Like, let's just X is and O's, The same man. message, like, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy that officially no one on the team is from the Super Bowl. No one on the roster is from the Super Bowl team. No. They're all gone. So we're officially, totally officially done. When you first saw the players that we got, what did you think? Well, I personally have always really liked Noah Fan. Like, I think he has a ton of. So, were you like, st- like stoked, or were you like? No, no. I mean, it's just like I think Drew Locke's disgusting. Like, uh, I don't think he's a good player. Like, did you think we were gonna get like a certain or a Chubb or something like that? No, no. I never thought that. Uh, well, I, I saw I two first rounders. Though, maybe. I didn't. I didn't have any. I wanted to high, sort of high hope for like a, a really talented player. Like, I knew it wasn't gonna be a receiver, which is like their kind of position of strength. Uh, I knew it wasn't gonna be. Like, yeah, I didn't think Sertain or, um, yeah, I, I kind of, I thought it was going to maybe be an office lineman or, uh, on it. Yeah. Or maybe like someone that they had just drafted, but like Garrett Bowles or something. That's yeah. I, I was really expecting much. I thought Noah Fant was kind of a come up, uh, but he's still young. He's still 24. Noah Fant. Yeah, he's on his rookie um, deal. He's been like over 600 yards every year in his career. Like, and he really hasn't had any sort of talented quarterback. Um, he's a first rounder. Um, so, yeah. Did he look up if he well, picked up his fifth year option? Um, I don't yeah. know. I haven't looked that up yet. But what I want to ask you is, as far as re-signing guys, like, what where does this put you with Diggs? Uh, with Diggs, personally. Because he's going to a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. I'm personally almost leaning to not doing it. Um, I did kind of want to do it if we had Wilson, if we could figure out a way. Because, I uh, I mean, he was probably our best defender the past couple of years. For re- as long as he wasn't hurt. Um, he was actually like kind of like a ball hawk safety. Like, he was always just making big plays. Like, it was he, he like for sure. One. Yeah, he was the one person making big plays. So, like, yeah, it was definitely someone you wanted to keep. He would cut. He was – really good at safety uh kind of playing that center field role and covering a lot of ground where jamal is not that especially um, good corners you know? yeah like, yeah i mean he had five interceptions he last covered year. He had five interceptions last year which is things, yeah. really good and he's been consistent but i think he's going to command a lot of money and we're already kind of where we are we're stuck with jamal so what are we going to have like 30 million dollars allocated to the uh safety position yeah. That's kind of wild to think about. Like, it's just a lot of money, especially. And when you're rebuilding, like, what are you going to rebuild from the safe? Like, all your money's going to be tied in your safeties. Like, it just seems a little. Yeah. When you're rebuilding, it just seems a little weird. Like, I don't know. Like, I just don't think it's a very. Um, I just feel like with Bobby gone, you're what's the word? What's the word get? I'm looking for? It's like a. 
Like, it's just the, not, like, a smart, like, it, it yeah, hasn't, like, uh, historically, it's not, like, some plan that I know this isn't the word, but it's not like very like less logical to build a build a team. But it's like, also build like a really winning. If team. you have one safety that you know ha- didn't mm-hmm. really work for you, uh, or it hasn't worked exactly as you planned, mm-hmm. like I just don't think it should stop you from paying the one that actually is good. Really, you know, like and it's fit perfectly. Let's see how, especially at let's see safety, how old. like when you don't have great corners, it just makes you need a it's really coming good off an of injury. He's he just turned 29 years old. He's in his so prime. I'd say like he has like three solid year, really good years of a prime. Like 29 to you know 31, 32. Hmm. So, I, I mean, if he wants that, to stick around, I mean, he is a guy. I mean, we will I have the money. I just think that it does a lot for keeping guys around like DK after next year. My um, max for him, I'm not going over it. I'm not going over 13 million. I'm not going over 13. Okay, so it's, That's it's, my a, hard it's a financial decision. Yeah, and my hard line is at 13 million. If we get it done at 13, cool. If it's, I See, know I think gonna, it would be smart if we could front load his contract and then, you know, in I agree two with years, that, yeah. you don't have to pay him as much uh-huh. when he's getting a little older. And you find that you're going to have a bunch of money. You know, you can still spend your money when you're hopefully really competitive again or getting mm-hmm. to that point. Um, so I, I would want him back and definitely like, yeah, give me a huge shining bonus, front load his contract, try to make it like four years. Um, and yeah, like something like in the $65 million range. Is there any like big free agents you want now that we have a decent amount of money opened up? Um, gosh, uh, I, I honestly want, we never get top dogs. I think this year we actually may, we can, if we want, we can go to top dog, but you don't want to do. What you were talking about is, you know, um, long-term deals. Yeah, with like guys that, are that like, handcuff you, and you know, J- J- like JC Jackson's gonna probably want that. So I the, love JC Jackson. I do like JC Jackson just because I feel like it's the part of the defense that was such an identity for us mm-hmm. when we were at our top, and it's just been missing, and we have never even had it close to being coming back. Yeah, and so it seems like we sort of have to pay for it now. Instead of just the luxury of, like, the odds of hitting another Sherman in the sixth round, it's just not yeah. And he's not 20, 26, he could, it's you not know, a plan. the first, say he signs like a four-year, maybe hopefully a five-year deal. So you got a guy exactly. like JC Jackson, like the first maybe year, first two years aren't good. And you hope by year three, you're fighting for that playoff spot, and he's rolling, you know? Exactly. He's, like, really good. Even year two, you're, you know, not, you know, you play one season, and then the following year, you hopefully have, like, I mean, with Russell Wilson, we made the playoffs our, our first mm-hmm. year. And you have, yeah, I mean, uh, hopefully fighting for a wild card spot that first year. And then, like, you know, at least they're getting hungry. Like, But, you know, there's um, – I, I would just – maybe guys coming off the rookie deal that didn't have great fits. Um, I don't have anyone specifically in mind. I would have to look, look yeah. into it more because I wasn't really anticipating signing a ton of free agents or anything. But. Yeah. What do you think about um... – Getting rid of Tyler Lockett. I think you trade Bobby's gone. Tyler. To me, it was Bobby and Tyler were the ones who were going to go. Yeah. Bobby's gone. I'd almost be open to trade. I'd be willing to trade Shelby Harris, too. And pretty much any veteran that had his kind of a long, long contract and is commanding a lot of money. It'd like, be like a nice package. Like a Tyler, Tyler Lockett, Shelby Harris. It's a weird package, but I feel like a team could get, you know. I, you know throw, yeah. him, throw him over and to get Deshaun Watson. Yeah. <laughs> 
add them to the Deshaun Watson. Exactly. The ten, remember Sweet when they saw Bill O'Brien, they would do it so fast. He was yeah, like, Bill O'Brien was so he just the worst. He, he was you get cherry picked from him. He, he set them back so far. Um, but I don't know. So I mean, it just really leaves us in a weird position. I'm ex- I'm really excited though for free agency and the draft now. Like also we have just the like, three we have three picks in the top forty one. So we have number nine, 40, and 41. Like you could get, you can really pick some people that can have a huge effect on your team and hopefully become cornerstones later down the line. Totally. Um, And honestly, like there's nothing more fun than watching your organization, like from the ground up, like build itself up. Like when from the 2012 to 2013, it was like, it's so fun to watch your team like draft these guys and them come together and rise up to become a new, like good team. Like that's the, the best part. So at least the sweetest part of football for me, like once you have that team and you're kind of trying to fight to stay on top, don't get me wrong. It's great to be consistently good, but like there's something about that um, homegrown uh, rise to, to competitiveness that is just so fun to watch. So I'm sadly optimistic right now. Looking forward to this next chapter in Seahawks football. And uh, that was a fun um, 10 years. That was a fun decade. Yeah, definitely excited Russell. for the draft. Yeah, very excited. And I haven't been ex- like this excited for free agency and the draft for a long time. Like, I don't know, signing guys like Luke Jokel and stuff are so dry. Like, I want to get actually good guys, but like you said, smart deals. And the draft, uh, getting cornerstones that were – that are going to, you know, hold us down through the next decade. Let's, let's hope we get them. Let's do it smart this time and get a left tackle that we can keep. We'll see. Instead of that's how we started. That's how we started the, the last decade. Earl Thomas and Okun. Okun, then Earl. Yeah, I think Okun was the sixth pick, and then Earl was the 14th. But yeah. All right, guys. That's uh, our episode. Thank you for all the support. Go Hawks. Go Hawks.